Hello. Oh, you guys are still here. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome back to, uh, to another episode here with us. Episode four. Um, how do we handle change? That is the title of it. Ooh, but yeah. Before we get back to that, sorry that we are delayed on releasing this episode. But good news is we still do have two episodes for yep. you guys this week. Um, make sure to follow us on our social media to follow up on our our Weeble investments. We're going to be posting updates about our portfolios. Again, complete transparency. Uh, we started off each individually with $100. And we are here to show you guys a journey to $1 million just using that path. And by, you know, us, by we, I mean, Jose, myself, and I'm joined with Dario. What's going on, everybody? And I have here to my right, Raul. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Good to be back. And we're glad to have all of you guys back. We do have a very, very, very great show today. Um, just like many of you folks out there, um, a lot of change has happened in the world. Yeah. With this with this pandemic going around, or with this pandemic happening, or, you know, starting, whatever, you know, in 2019, I was telling myself, 2020, is going to be a great 2020 is going to be a movie <laughs> that was everybody's yeah, mindset. I seriously like I pictured myself like I seriously I just envisioned like uh what's his name fucking whatever Great Gatsby I'm, I'm like a utopian no 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 well, I just I just pictured the movie Great Gatsby and I see uh Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio that's his name yeah like just turning around with the with the big with the wine glass and everything. Like, hey, 2020, here we go, baby. Right, right. Show me the money. <laughs> Boy, but, is that disappointing? Yeah. And then here comes a fat freight truck right in your face. Like, oh damn. Anyway, so <laughs> with the pandemic, like we we're, we're we're just curious. Like, how has that affected you you guys? Like, we as far as and when we ask that, we're asking in a sense. How did that change your life? How did it change any type of perspective that you were looking like, or any, just any any perspective you have? I'm sorry. Um, were you looking to go on vacation? Uh, were you? Because <laughs> I know I was. I was planning a fucking like I was ready. Like we were like Ariel and I, yeah. my not my girlfriend, but we we're re we're ready. We were ready to go. <laughs> Another road trip to Oregon, baby. Or I don't know, honestly, wherever, wherever the, wherever the wind blows, yeah. wherever the heart desires. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have so much planned, so we had to change a lot of that. Yeah. And to top it off, like personally, you know, I well, if I haven't mentioned it already, I used to work at Costco, yeah. um, and I started there about two years ago. I was in there as a seasonal, you know, did my three months, but you know, I'm just like, I'm a go getter. So I, I always want to be a leader and that's where I always see myself. So, you know, three, three months in, I just went in there and I was like, how do I become a supervisor? Like, where do I sign up? And I'm just here as a seasonal. And they're like, you know, we usually don't hire seasonals as, as, as supervisors. Like, you know, I'm like, I, I understand that, but I just want to know what it is that you guys are looking for, like in a, in a supervisor and a leader, like, so that I can work towards it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, you know, and then, uh, to the company's policy or whatever, whatever the policy was, if somebody signs, um, this posting, then, you know, you, you have to have an interview, you have to have an interview. And, um, so, so that's how, in a sense, that's what, that's what my interview was, what I just said. Um, you know, I just want to know how, how do I become yeah. a supervisor? Nice. And, and of course, um, when I worked at GameStop with Raul, he was my manager. And again, I had told him, and this was years ago. This was when I was 18. I'm 28 now, 10 years ago. And I'm, I'm like, dang, how do I become an assistant manager role? Like, you know, I've been, I've been here, you know, maybe six months, whatever. But ever since that day, I never saw myself as anything less than a leader. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I really don't know how long it would have taken me to realize that had it not been at such a young age, like, you know, through you. Um, but, but really it's like, it's those opportunities and it's just, it's just that, that feeling. So fast forward, you know, back to where we're at. Um, I'm, I'm at Costco and then, you know, I, I go through a few interviews. I signed quite a few postings. Um, I get interviewed after that hour. 
I get the job, uh, you know, permanently, no longer seasonal. So then shortly after I sign another posting, you know, thinking I'm ready. I still know I'm not ready, but you know, I got to show them that like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I'm hungry. I yeah. want this. Like, I want that fucking raise. Like, this is what I want. And why do I want it? Because I want these things. Like I want to, I want to be able to afford these type of, these types of things. And it's not like it's expensive. It's not like it's like, you know, like a crazy ass, like crazy ass things that I can't afford. Um, being honest with myself, you know, sometimes it's okay, like we do binge. It's, it's only natural. Um, but back to the supervisor thing, like, it's all about the persistence. Like, uh, so how did I change that? I kept trying, I wanted it. So in that sense, I made the change fast forward. I get that supervisor position, uh, months later, uh, after being put through the ringer, like through all the departments essentially. And I'm just like, dude, like, just make me a supervisor. I know you guys want to make me like a supervisor. <laughs> just fucking let me handle this shit. Yeah. And so I did. Um, I was a supervisor for like a, for a year and after I was done being a supervisor or I not even done, um, I lost my position as a supervisor, like, you know, so, and at this point I I was like, maybe like a month into 2020 and by like, I, I mean, we, again, Ariel and I, um, excuse me, let me just drink some water real quick. You gotta hydrate. Mm Mm-hmm. So we fast forward into, um, you know, 2020 where I'm, we're a month in, I'm still a supervisor, but then I lose my position. So this is like still pre-March. This is still early 2020 before the pandemic had hit. So now I lost my position, you know, as a supervisor and I was already feeling bummed out. Like, damn, what a drastic change. And by change, dude, I'm like, you guys, I'm telling you, like, I mean, change, like in like the, the living, like, dang, I, this is what I wanted. I got it. But the mistake that I made looking back at it was that I didn't have anything to back me up. I didn't have anything. Like I really, really didn't realize that I was living paycheck to paycheck, even though I had what I wanted. So I had to really take a step back and so in that sense that this is still february mind you and so i go from getting 40 hours a week to getting roughly i I believe like 25 to 30 hours a week or something like that and i got more than half of my pay like reduced so usually how it works there is like the more time you have like time served you they just add on more excuse me throughout the time you've been there so I was a supervisor really fast at the time before that, like, you know, I just, I, it wasn't enough really to pay for this, this apartment that I just moved into. And now I'm thinking like, you know, as a man, again, I'm not very like, you guys know me. I'm not very machismo. (laughs) I'm not that fucking guy. Fuck that shit. Uh, I'm here to like, I need to, I need to give my girl a roof. Like, and to me, like, that's what matters. And that was threatened and it just, it's like, what do I do? Yeah. What do I have to change? What did I do wrong? And of course, like, you know, like everybody, I wasted, well, not everybody, you know, I'm just generalizing. Um, but personally I wasted, I felt like I wasted two weeks of my time really like kind of in the grieving stage in a sense to like, I don't know. I don't know. I was just feeling sad. Like I was feeling yeah. in a sense, like I was feeling like what, if, for one, I was stressing. What am I going to do? Yeah. How am I going to pay this? Like, how am I going to make it through this month? How, how like, what? damn, I got to make an adjustment. <laughs> like, you know, um, like I just, I really just think about that moment and I'm just, I really think about like, damn, how, how hard it already was. And I'm, trust me, this is still before, the yeah. pandemic really uh-huh. hit like you know so i take that pay cut i'm how am i gonna make it i'm stressing and now i'm thinking like damn like and you know we were already well off like i don't have any i don't have a backup now i need to do something what am i gonna change so that's my question like is what what caused you guys to change you know like so i'm curious because it really hits home for me yeah so what did i do 
I started at least saving, you know, or not saving, but well, yeah, saving by cutting back, by limiting my expenses. And again, preaching exactly what we've been preaching since the beginning, being honest with yourself, because you're never going to get anywhere if you're not honest with yourself. And sure. it took me so long to realize that. And of course, patience as well, as long as you have a plan, you're patient, you stick to your plan and everything will come to you. You know why? Because you have a plan. You know exactly what you need to do to do it. So I did that. I, in my head, I had a plan. And I was telling Dario about it. Um, and then up until just recent, uh, I told Raul about my plan. And the first thing Dario told me is write it down. Write it down because it makes it that much more real. For yeah. sure. And you should definitely have it somewhere where you look at it every day. Just like you mentioned in the last episode, you put your training gear in front of that door and it's just going to, it's, it's going to be much more likely for you to put that shit on and go out there for that, that brisk walk, that walk, that run, whatever it is, like, you know, yeah. the jaw, I don't care. Like just, just do your thing, but writing it down. So I slowly but surely started saving. So then we fast forward into March <laughs> pandemic hit. Yeah. Luckily, I look at it now as like, damn, I still have a job at least. Luckily, it's kind of like, wow, like I, me in my personal situation, like I felt like that month I caught a break. Like, cause the month before I was doing this, I was struggling. I was struggling, I was struggling. And then here came March. Now March, like now Ariel loses her job, you know? And so now I'm just like, wow, if it wasn't bad enough, I got a pay cut. Pandemic hits. She works at Nordstrom. Shut down. Like, you know, and it's Jeez. shut down for months. So now I have, now I have my woman here. Just chilling and I'm working. At the same time, I'm I'm still trying to come up off of this feeling of like being demasculated in a sense without like, you know, really being that egotistical, like machismo person. Um, I was already coming up, like coming down from that. Like I was already trying to get over it. And mind you, I'm a person that gets over shit fucking fast. And this is really taking a toll on my own mental like state. Um, damn, like... <laughs> Like yeah. I, I just, I, it's just really, I'm telling you, and like, if you're feeling the same way that like I feel, you're not the only one. Everybody in some way has experienced it, whether it be now or at some point in your life. That's what I felt. Yeah. So anyway, back to like where I'm feeling like, or where, where we're at with my job and everything. Excuse me, I have to hydrate again. So I'm back over here feeling like, Dang, how do I get over this demasculinity? How am I gonna how am I gonna put the bread on the table? I'm out here Googling, how do I make a hundred dollars in a day? Like, how do I do this? How do yeah. I do that? Like, we've all been there. I'm sure we've all been there. Yeah, for sure. How do I make five hundred how, how do I make an extra five hundred dollars in one month? Or how do I make whatever? X amount of reason. That's me. I'm on the internet, baby. You bet you bet your fucking ass. You know why? Because I'm stressing and I'm just like, fuck, why didn't I have a plan before? And I'm just like, shit. This is this is a real wake up call in a sense. Oh, well, yeah. it, it, before I thought I thought I already had a wake up call, but oh damn, <laughs> la life just came and just fucking slapped me in the face and was like, "You thought you had enough?" <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely, yeah, silly man. boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, damn, fuck, what do I do now? Like, I, I I'm definitely not making what I used to. I definitely have to cut back now. Luckily, luckily, you know. Big Daddy Uncle Sam came in and <laughs> fucking like, can you say stimulated? <laughs> Lifesaver. Everybody like you know gets that gets that little check. Oh, that little bounce. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, at least with what I had, like you know, which was essentially nothing, was just enough, like just just barely enough to to scrape me by or scrape us by. And I don't want to stress my woman too. So I kind of have to like, I, or I have that pressure too of like feeling like, oh, like baby, everything's going to be okay. Trust me. Like they have a plan, like, like, you know, and so really ties into that. Like, like, you know, 
it ties into the mentality. It ties it ties into everything. How are you doing mentally in this, in that state? Like wherever you're struggling. So I again, I was just being honest with myself, um, and I took this extra this this little bit of money that I just had. Like honestly, and it's not even a lie. Like I started with fifty fucking dollars <laughs> into into fucking nice. um, Bitcoin, like into Bitcoin. And I, I know you guys are like, oh, if you guys like are all sketchy about like cryptocurrency or whatever. Like honestly, it's. I just took a shot in the dark. I was like, fuck, I'm already here at the bottom. What do I have to lose? It's my money. I already, I already paid my rent. Like I already did this. This is just extra. Like what, whatever. I have nothing to lose or I have everything to lose really. Uh, because $50 to me at the time is, is a lot of money. And to me now it's still a lot of money. I mean, but if you really look at it, no, it's not because you get two meals and that's already, that's already 20, or that's already $20 of your 50. Now you have 30, you know, so it's not a lot of money. So it's like, damn, 50 bucks. Like, this is a lot to me right now, like in my situation. But I have, but fuck. If you have a good woman, you have a good woman. I'm going to tell you why. She looks at me. She's like, babe, she opens the fridge and she's like, we have this. We have this. We have this. If not, we can make this. We can make that. Get creative. And she taught me that. She taught me to be creative with what you have. Be resourceful and you know, my mother is a great woman and she is really, really good with money. And until this day, until really, I'm not gonna lie to you, until just right now, I fully realized like, damn, I should have been taking these lessons from my mom. Like in, in a sense where it comes to, because she has such restraint when it comes to being able to support a family of like, like, I'm sorry, a family of four, but right now it's a family like of six. By the time it was like a family of four, but my mom, was, my mother was able to support that whole family. While my my father is like an impulsive shopper, like if he wants something, like he will get it, you know, mm-hmm. like he will, like so. My mom has to be really tight with the money, that or she has to be like you know somehow try to manage or make it make it work. And I come off come up off of eating beans once like, or like every day, Monday, excuse me, Monday through Friday. And like maybe Saturday was like my lucky day or our lucky day to get like fucking McDonald's, you know, for the week. Excuse me, I just need to hydrate again. Or, you know, something fancy. Cause that was fancy to us, (laughs) you know, something like that. Or even fucking Denny's, because um, I till this day I fucking love Denny's. But if I could look back at that, I really wish I would have like as a as a kid I didn't really know like what the value of, of of saving that money was. Like you know, I already thought like we had enough, and I well, I, well, I, no, no, I didn't think I had enough. I'm not gonna lie. I I I, I could always want more as a child. Honestly, if I put myself in, a, in my my 11 year old shoes, that's where I'm at. So. Anyway, she made it happen. Rent. She gave birth to me at 15 years old. She moved out with my father. Like, they were really young, like, and they made it. They did it. They did it. So I have to think about it, like, dang, like, I have to go back down to my roots. And I start have to start thinking about, like, where, in a sense, like, where did I come from? First of all, how do I develop these habits? Where do they stem from? make it come to light because that is how you can start changing. You can start making the change is by getting down to the root and being honest. So by my root was controlling my impulses. My father's very impulsive. My dad, my, my, my father always tried to um, buy us off, you know? So I always picked, I picked that up, but until I grew older, I realized that's not the way to do it. Like, you know, and then for my mother's side, now I picked up like, dang, like now I'm picking my mother's brain. Like, how did you do it? Like, I, I feel this way. I feel like, you know, I'm doing this and doing this and doing that. Like, how do, how do you, how are you doing it? So really the same exact thing that I, I tell Raul, the same exact thing that I tell Dario, the same exact, exact thing that I tell um, Ariel, same thing. Be honest with yourself, know what you have, 
if you have somebody who, if your partner spends the money, either communicate it, come up with a solution and figure it out. Like, cause if that's how you want to live, you have to make sacrifices in some sense, in some instances. So I don't know how she did it, but she did it. She made it work. And so I'm like, why can't I do it? Again, like I said, I, I go back, I, I go back to that, back to the roots. I'm still at my, uh, I'm so sorry I got derailed everybody. I'm really uh, sorry, but it, it ties, it all ties in. Believe me, just keep following, just keep following yeah. me. I hope all y'all are following with me. But um, anyway, so back now, now we go back to um, Costco, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that pay reduction. Right. Ariel lost her job, just to catch you guys up real quick. Um, you know, and I'm just here, fuck, what am I gonna do? Stressing, you know, yeah. being honest with yourself, have a plan, write it down because it makes it that much more real. So the change that I had to make was look at my own expenses, look at my bank account, start using or writing it down on a notepad. This is what I'm, this is what I have. This is what I have. This is what I have. And for me, I noticed that I spent over like fucking $300, I think it was like, or something like that <clears throat> because I was always on, I was always on the move. You know, but again, don't use that as an excuse. Have a schedule, make some time, save some money. Because I spent over three hundred dollars on just fucking fast food, like a month, a month. And my excuse was, oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. No, but if you just woke up an hour early, if you would last night before you went to bed, when you said you were too tired, like you mentioned in like the habits. Mm-hmm. Instead of going to bed right away, head downstairs to your fridge, make yourself your lunch, and you're already good. Guess what? And you already saved $10 for tomorrow. For sure. <laughs> and, you know, and so that's how I started analyzing it. I know in a sense, like, money sounds boring, math sounds boring, but believe me, when you are saving your own money, and Raul just made his very first investment into himself, you know, he invested into his account he invested into whatever stock it is that he's invested into again just follow our instagram and you will be able to find out what that is exactly um but he invested and i told him until you really try like until you really actually take the jump and see your money work for you and see what your money can do for you if you just research everything like it'll it, it'll completely change your mindset right then and there and you will start seeing like oh shit i can use five dollars here and it can make me two dollars like in like the next week or if i don't need that two dollars guess what i'm just gonna save that bitch and just fucking let it stack let it stack baby and that's how you're gonna get all those fucking like all that cash baby yeah i mean that's just that's just me so i mean that's just that's just the adjustment that i had to make and it was honest and honestly with time as time went by the pandemic went by you know fast forward like maybe up until like just recently i i ended up leaving costco why because my investments took off my investments took off i started stacking and as i started averaging my own position little by little my own paycheck i started investing what i could and little by little i started stacking more oh i made twenty dollars here well you think it's twenty dollars i'm not gonna do anything with that anyway let me put it into here where I'm going to accumulate this type of interest and type you and, and it all becomes a web now. Yeah. And it all becomes a web of information and a web of just like doing the action. Like, you know, actually doing it like physically saying, Oh, okay. That $20 went here. Now it's going to go here. And that's it. So I get to now, you know, arrows back to work. Everything is good. Now we have our show now in all I do is like make my money work for me. Now this is all, all that we have to do. Like this is all that you guys can do. And we started a brand new portfolio again, just to, just to share our journey. And like, and that, that's, that's just my story, you know? And I'm sure whatever struggle it is that you guys have going for you, just change it, change your routine, change your schedule and just change everything that really just change your mindset and always be, at the top of your game, uh, excuse me, at the top of your game, when it comes to your own mental health. I've seen a, I've seen a therapist 
what during that time I saw a therapist. It was the best thing, the best fucking thing I could have ever done for myself. I walked out of there and I felt like a new person, like I could breathe. Like, dang, like, you know, much respect to all you who are like religious and everything like that. I respect your guys' you know, religion and everything. I don't believe in anything, anything like that, but I feel like what a person would feel like coming out of a Catholic church, you know, confessing all their sins to the priest. Like, I feel that open. I felt that open. And it's, and honestly, honestly, there you go. I roll. Once I spoke to my therapist, like, it was just like, my mind was just like, it was like completely stabilized. I was so lost in, in my own stress. I was so lost in what I wanted to do that everything became a roadblock. But until I was able to just separate myself and just talk to this person, and guess what this person did? Ask the right questions. Not saying that you know your partner or anybody or whatever can't doesn't do that for you because it, it does. But it's just a different it's a different sense. It's a different environment, and it's a it's just therapy is really good. And if I could right now, like I would go. I would I would still continue to go, even if my life is fucking wonderful. It would just make it that much better. <laughs> and if I have a problem or like if I just can't find a solution to something, I just I could talk to talk to my therapist for an hour and be like, hey this has been on my mind all day. Like I seriously can't sleep. I can't, can't feel this way. And this person is clinically licensed to, to, to ask you the right questions and tell you like, Oh, okay. Well, like, you know, where, where, where does this stem from? What does this do? Like, you know? So you, how do we, how do we handle change? How, how do you guys handle change? I mean, yeah. So, I mean, your story, uh, man, I mean, that, that's a lot. And, and, Thank you for sharing that. You know, yeah. um, that's, I mean, God. Yeah, that's just my story. And imagine how many other, how many other people like are. I, I'm like, sure there's like, people listening to this and they're thinking like, yeah, that, that's, that's me. That, that, that happened to me, you yeah. know, or, or some variation of it. Uh, you know, for, for me, I would say, uh, you know, it's a little bit more, uh, I guess, just analytical, uh, more, I guess, just numerical where I, I started to really look at how, you know, how I basically, ex how my expenses added up, you know, um, you know, when I was in, a, you know, with my relationship, I would try to, you know, we would try to plan out like, okay, what are we going to have for dinner? Are we going to go take out? And every decision that we made, I didn't really see how it impacted the checkbook, right? Our, our, our bank accounts. Right. It's just little by little. It just like yes, depletes. hundred percent. So it just adds little by little by little. And so I actually started, uh, I, I started using this app, uh, the mint app. Okay. Yeah. I use that too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. nice. Um, so with that, I mean, dude, I love that app. Like, so essentially for, for those of you that don't know what that is, the mint app, basically you connect your, uh, financial institutions like your bank <clears throat> accounts uh to it you link up your investment accounts so if okay. you're like on robin hood or weevil you can connect that to it um and essentially it just creates uh an overview of where your money's going your your cash flow your inflow your outflow right um and then also there's a budget uh, uh category that you can that you can tap on the app and that budget, you could start like adding different mini budgets. And so let's say, for example, uh, if I say entertainment as a whole, my budget's $100. Then you can break it down into subcategories, which would be like movies or uh, streaming services and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. So I, ever since I started using that app, I mean, it really paints the broader picture of where the hell my money's going. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. as soon as coronavirus, you know, uh, hit uh, back in March and everything kind of shut down, um, it, it took me about a month or so after that where I really had to like pay attention. And that's when I, I had already meant before that, but in all honesty, I had it, but I wasn't really utilizing it to its fullest potential. For sure. Um, it's kind of like, 
you know, it's like it's just there. One of those apps you yeah, download and like you a, play like for a, a little bit. Like a fitness app. Let me do a, a <laughs> calorie <laughs> counter app. <laughs> and you use it for like a week and then, then it just kind of goes away and you're not yeah, counting yeah. calories anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's basically what it was. But no, like after about a month and a half into, you know, this, this lockdown and quarantine and all that, that's when I realized like, okay, I need to revisit this and really look at it. And that's when I noticed that there was a lot of like missing elements, like the investing thing. Like, you know, obviously, uh, as we talked about, we started investing. I started investing personally as well. And um, I started connecting those accounts. And uh, now I really got a broader picture. It's like you have it all in one pie. Yeah. All my assets, not only my, you know, high liquidity, like cash on hand, but also just my investments. Right. Boy, was I surprised! Like I noticed how much uh, I spent just eating out. Shit, you know, damn. I would get home from work, I would be tired, I'd be exhausted, I'd be hungry, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I would just look and I'm like, okay, I could go home and I can just, you know, eat food there. You know, we got food in the fridge, um, or I can conveniently. Uh, go to a fast food joint and yeah. grab a quick meal. I'll be fulfilled. I'll have all the calories I need. And hey, even better, I didn't have to cook. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know? a good example. Yeah, and that's a good one. Very, very tempting. But honestly, like, again, this change that occurred, it really got me to take a step back and and fight the, t- the temptation to yeah. to make those uh, decisions of buying fast food. Like, right. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I had to stop myself. Was there a particular uh, trigger point within like the whole quarantine experience that actually got you to like really, really figure out like, okay, I need to. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Similar to Jose, it was, uh, you know, uh, my girlfriend at the time, she, she lost her job. And although I, I was still okay, but I was part-time. So I went from working 45 to 50 hours a week to now I'm working 20 like yeah that's a 20 hours that's a huge a big difference yeah it's huge. more than half so um but yeah with her losing her job and, and look let's face it like unemployment only does so much that really was the the i guess the signal the the, the red flag where i'm like okay you know what we can make it for a few more weeks maybe a month to two months but this is not sustainable change is has to occur it needs to it's imperative for our own survival like yeah, there's definitely. no way and so yeah and that's exactly you know like why i went into you know looking at my expenses and started utilizing that mint app and whether it's whether you use mint or you use anything else i mean some people like to write you know like right. a ledger of you know their their expenses their accounting essentially uh, whatever works for you use it but be sure to use some kind of financial tracking tool for sure. You know, because that, I mean, it, it, it yeah. Otherwise uh, you can fall into some, some rabbit holes and, and end up in a tough situation that you don't want to be in, especially at a time like this, you know, definitely. Where, are we getting a stimulus check? Are we not going to get a second stimulus check? Right. There's so many questions. And, so much uncertainty. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, definitely. It's definitely. So we can't, you know, depend on that. And yeah. so you have to make those independent decisions whether it's for yourself individually or if it's for your family as a whole, um, you know, you have to look at your expenses and that's what I did. I used app. That's just my way, my method. Um, and it, and it, and it proved very useful. Like it, it was eye opening. And now it's even to a point where I don't check it as often because I've already got a like a, a rhythm down okay, of, okay, yeah. of what I'm spending week to week nice yeah that's great right right so like if i have dinner if uh, if we have a home cooked meal i'll go ahead and make extra and actually even 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 if i don't make extra i always pack my lunch first before i even eat the dinner okay that's a good one yeah that's really good yeah now that that's already saying hey you're not gonna buy anything you're not gonna go out and eat for lunch at work or whatever like no you're gonna take this home cooked meal and you're going to have that for lunch and now whatever's left that's my meal and that's why i do it so you know i think a lot of people maybe do it reverse where they have dinner and then what it's whatever's left over they take that for lunch problem with that 
is, you know, if you overindulge, now you're not really leaving anything. And now you're in a situation where you're going to pay for lunch. And again, it sounds inconsequential, sounds insignificant, but it really does add up. And yeah. Boy, was I surprised <laughs> when I saw that. Like, it was amazing. I'm going to do that. Like, that's that's a great idea. Like, setting my lunch aside as opposed to eating dinner and eating the crazy amount Not of food. crazy. Mine. Just indulging. Right, like a yeah. small portion. Like, three <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lunch. yeah. I'm feeling so bad about eating food that I just starved. So, yeah, no, yeah. that's a... That's a that's a great way to, to to do it. So um for you, how has that been how has that been working now that we're trying to get you know more comfortable with the quarantine? Everybody's kind of adjusting now. So are you still keeping those same principles as everything opens up? Or are you still uh are you starting to kind of loosen the reins a little bit now that everybody's kind of initial panic is gone? Right, right. Quarantine? Yeah, definitely not. Um <laughs> because I've seen the impact you know, that these little changes that I made where I was being very uh, aware of where my finances were going. Um, so micromanaging your, your, your finances and seeing how that essentially gives you more of a cushion where you can be a little bit more comfortable. You can be a little bit more at ease. Definitely. That feeling is too good a pass up just to go back to how things work. Yes, you definitely. Know what I mean? So even as the world or, you know, our country or our state or our county starts to loosen up those restrictions, I'm staying the course. That's, nice. You know, because that's the only way I'm going to be able to grow from here. Exactly. Right? And, and make up for lost time. Exactly. You know, and I think that's the thing that maybe a lot of people don't think about, you know, they think about maybe just the now and and where can they sustain themselves going forward, uh, but they don't think about like well, what about all that lost time that you had where you could have been making you know uh, x amount of money, but because you know your business had to take a you know step back, you're now not making that money and you're having to basically just conserve, conserve, conserve. Now that things are opening up, you know like you, you have to stay the course in order to really recoup from those losses. Yes, Only definitely. Only really be in a position of financial strength where you can now build on that. Exactly. Yeah, it's, like I mean? a, it's like they press pause on our lives. That's I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. definitely what I feel yeah. like. Oh, yeah, and in, a, and in a weird way, we have to hit play while simultaneously hitting rewind. And, and I say rewind because we need to go back to where the last, you know, moment where you were working, you know, nonstop, uh, you know, and then it just kind of went to a screeching halt. Yeah, you know, it's like you're cutting every like you know cutting everything cold turkey essentially. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, no, so, so definitely, I, I I had to see the course. There's no like it was almost a non-negotiable for 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 us, you know, because yeah, it, we we just couldn't go back to having to like worry about things like yeah, man. you know. So the non-negotiable part is like that's that's I think that's when things really change is when things become non-negotiable. Yeah, you know? Jose, how, what about you though? How did how did that like you, you talked about like the turning points with you, but like, have you stayed the course as well with everything, even though things are starting, everybody is just getting much more comfortable with it. Have you still stayed the course with what you're doing? Well, I always, I mean, comfortable is a funny word to, <laughs> yeah. to me, honestly, <laughs> yeah. when you say comfortable, it almost feels like it doesn't exist in my, in my dictionary because, and the reason why I say that Dario is because, because of being comfortable, when this pandemic hit, that's why I was where I was at. Right, yeah. Because I was comfortable. I was I was a supervisor. I was making like my money. I was able to just pay rent off of like just my checks alone. And like it was like, you know, I was just as long as I was able to give my queen the castle, that's all that mattered to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then some, you know? Uh, and being comfortable again, it's like, what? <laughs> like yes i agree you, you can be comfortable you can have that comfortable feeling uh but at the same time like that's that was the problem with me yeah. and i always tell myself even if i get to where i'm at although i'm comfortable and i use like air quotations although i'm comfortable i'm not settling for what i have yeah, sure. and as long as i know what i have as long as i know what i have that's that's my wealth. That's 
that's as long as I have like Dario, as long as I have Raul, and even if they're doing their own thing, but one day we we get together, that's comfortable to me. And we are able to pick up where we left off. That's comfortable to me. That's my wealth. That's so to answer your question, of course, of course, um, even more so now, like it's like, um, you know, Raul was telling me the other day that <laughs> he finally made his, oh, like he mentioned, he, he made his first investment. And the, the, the beauty of making your first investment is truly seeing how your money works for you. Yeah. And even the highs, even the lows, um, all of that good stuff is just like, just know if you have a plan, you stick to it. And if something falls through within your plan and you fall into this hole, either, like I said, see a therapist. Like if that, if you have the means to yeah. see a therapist um, and I'm not saying like your relationship or whoever you're speaking to your friends or whatever, are like, they're not like a form of therapy, which of course they are, but seeing a therapist definitely does help out a lot, but just always stick to your plan. Always. Yeah. And, and more, after you said what you said, like, you know, about therapy and how it's helped you. Right. And then even like how things are, are great right now, you still believe like, hey, if I if I still took therapy, if I went to therapy, like it would make my life that much better. Like, exactly. It's an, it's an enhancer. It's not meant to exactly replace. definitely it's not meant to uh just necessarily I mean it could um, uh, mend uh certain uh, issues or wounds that you may have, but even after that's patched up, it, it's it still works beyond just mending most definitely growth and oh yeah dude like i want to do that too for sure (laughs) me too most of us most of us don't think of our subconscious but in my point of view when i would see my therapist and again i plan on seeing my therapist like soon um now that i speak about it now that i realize it like you know what's my excuse like you know i'm saying it so why not go it's fine i'll share my experience but what I'm trying to say is, as far as the subconscious goes, we never really think about our subconscious, obviously, because it's our subconscious. But the way I look at it, it's like I'm talking to my subconscious when I'm talking to my therapist. It's great, man. This person is not going to say anything. Yeah, like, right. any, yeah. And you know what? At the same time, like, they're going to hear you out. And it could be the most repulsive or it could yeah. be the most, like, um, dist- I, don't, I don't know. Whatever you can think of, whatever is out there, as long as you're not harming anybody, as long as you're not harming yourself, because life is wonderful. As long as you're not doing that to yourself, like they are going to give you the right response for yeah. you. They're, and then, again, they're going to get down to the roots. But coming back down to the roots is sticking to the plan, you know? So as, we stick to, as I stick to the plan, and, and to answer your question, yes, you have to. I just think of everything now. Like, I need to save this what if that is the biggest question i have like what if this happens again we can't trust the government or i mean if you trust the government that's fine that's okay like but in my personal opinion like we we just have to like in a sense always have that backup for ourselves because in reality like yes we all care i care for any person like you know it's like i i use this analogy if you're walking on the street or whatever and there happens to be a river someone's drowning are you and you're the only person around you're telling me you're not going to save that person's life of course you are yeah of course yeah of course it's just within us to be kind yeah no for sure one of the things that i i really think is 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 really good that you said is uh you know i'm not a why okay i am a big conspiracy theorist (laughs) but at the same time you cannot trust the government for sure um, one of the things that I've taken upon myself to do, um, just for me personally, is to create my own stimulus check, meaning okay. that oh. I, I want to try to save the amount of money that I got from the stimulus to then do whatever I want with, as opposed to just keeping it in my savings, but really being able to have that extra money to kind of to kind of do whatever I want with. Because like you said, Jose, like you can't trust the government. We can't depend on that next stimulus check. And I think a big part about being kind to, to not only just others, but also yourself is to is to make sure that you have your back um, in this in this whole thing, because everything is so unpredictable. Like for me, the biggest part that changed during the pandemic was I had a business like I was doing speed and agility training for high school and college athletes. And then all of a sudden, all the tracks closed, 
all the gyms closed, all the parks closed, Damn. and nobody's parents wanted them to be outside anymore. You felt it firsthand. Yeah. All the way. And yeah. on top of that is the ones who who did, who were comfortable with their kids being out, they their jobs let them go or furloughed them or cut their hours. So then they couldn't really, you know, pay for my services like they did before. Right, so, right. you know, the the biggest part is I one of the things that I I, I don't regret it, but I, I I, uh, I dropped the ball on it is uh, going online because a lot of people did that, you know, going online, really utilizing digital services. And I didn't do that. Um, and that was just kind of, you know, me trying to figure things out. But um, dealing with the change during the pandemic was it was it wasn't as stressful because right before the pandemic happened or right when it happened, I got an inside look because I worked at schools. So they were one of the first to really know how serious things were getting. So as soon as, you know, I got shut down, I applied for a hundred jobs and I kind of vowed to myself that I didn't want to work for someone again because I right. don't like being told when I can go to the bathroom and when I can eat. Oh, man. I hate it, man. We've all been there. <laughs> Dude, I hate it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. But like, you know, the pandemic, it, it called for for getting a little more uncomfortable and working for people was that was my first comfort zone. And then working for myself became my next comfort zone. And now I had to get out of that comfort zone and get back, you know, and, uh, you know, training my mind to really realize that it's not a step backwards because I'm not in the same place that I was before. Right. And uh, and understanding that, you know, you can thrive in any economy and especially when they're bad. You know, people, the most millionaires are made when things are terrible. Yeah. Yes, so um, that's the mindset Look that I took Mr. in change. Bezos. <laughs> yeah, man. What, like an extra nine billion dollars? Oh yeah, 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 nice chunk of change. <laughs> But but really trying to have that mindset of uh, of thriving through the pandemic, even if that means taking on a bank job that I'm at now, but still doing my coaching thing on the side and waiting till it picks up. And now that everybody's getting more comfortable with, uh, you know, the new way of life is starting to pick up and I'm getting new clients left and right. So now my my bank job is my supplemental income, but my coaching really pays the bills and it, it's it's allowing me to create my own stimulus check. So for me, that's that's really what it is. But not to say that that quarantine time, I was by myself for about three and a half months. I almost went crazy, but <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it was tough, but it's all right, man. So so for me, that that's really how I've, you know, kind of dealt with the with the pandemic. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really good parallel between both of you guys, though, for sure, because I'm learning a lot about you know, what I can do to, to be better. Cause my outlook on it was, it was more so, um, a kind of a don't worry, be happy kind of outlook right. as opposed to you guys really developing a plan and, and, and staying the course with that plan. So for me, that's, that's one of the things that I really, really have to work on, you know, yeah. going forward through the rest of this pandemic, however long it'll last. Yeah. Nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you can make your own stimulus check, shoot, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be able to do some good things with that, you know? Yeah, um, I, yeah I think, um, you know, with with my experience and, and, and kind of, again, like with with uh, Jose is like the parallel there um, is just being forced to be in this like survival mode. So, yeah. uh, no, I mean, I thank you for like sharing the story and thank you, Jose, as well for like just really you know uh getting into depth in terms of like what you really had to go through and how this change really affected you uh, not just financially but just i mean i mean we've all kind of just dealt with it on, on an emotional level mental level and financial level of course for sure most definitely i mean you know again be okay be good with being uncomfortable yeah never be comfortable um damn like it's just this was a really emotional one for me, honestly. Like I really, yeah. Again, like we we try to preach honesty. We try to preach being honest with yourself, and it's okay to be vulnerable. Yeah. It's okay to like you know. Again, we spoke about going to therapy. Not that if you go to therapy means that something's wrong with you. It's yeah, just that stigma's got to go for, yeah, sure. for sure. Most yeah. definitely. Um, it's just a really good form of medication. Like you know. Um, 
And that's just the way I see it. That's just um, a lot of the changes that have happened and changes are happening fast and changes are happening faster than, you know, we know it like overnight, we go to bed, we sleep tight, everything sounds good. But then the next morning we wake up and the, either the market's doing bad or like we're about to go to war or like, you know, whatever, like it's upset. So what else so what else does 2020 have for us you know like what else can we <laughs> don't ask that <laughs> aliens <laughs> aliens that's what's coming that's so that's like my train of thought like what else like really like we gotta now, we gotta be prepared like what yeah one more one more is there left to throw if we're, if 2020 if this year has not opened your eyes i really don't know what will in a sense again if you're if you were already doing fine and you were one of the lucky ones that did not get um, laid off or fur furloughed or whatever um then you know good maybe take this opportunity to really make a plan and see how everybody else was struggling sure. and maybe not blame everybody and not blame anybody else for not saying that you are but you know I used to blame people for my problems or in a sense, I would blame people for my problems or it would stem because I was either getting too emotional about it or I just, and I just let it get to me, but we just got to separate that from ourselves yeah. and we just got to be kind. Again, things are changing fast overnight and we just need to either adapt or figure out our way, figure out a way to get out of where we're at. Yeah. We need to, ask ourselves the right questions. And again, with the whole vulnerability thing, I just feel it's only helping myself, my own mentality. And at the same time, me being honest with you guys, I hope that like, it just inspires you guys to like, really know like, Hey, honesty is really everything. And if you put it out there, it only makes it that much more real writing it down, speaking it, telling your most confided friend or, you know, whoever yeah. it is, like whatever that form of medication is for you. Like just as long as you're honest with yourself, you really, your subconscious will really be almost non-existent. For sure. And that's it. That's yeah. really all I have to say. And I really hope that you guys like um, felt what we had to say and yeah. not really just heard it, like and not listened to it. Uh, I really hope you guys feel everything that we have to say. And if you, if you're going through a situation where you don't know what to do, you don't know this, you don't know that just take five minutes, five seconds. You're on your phone all the time. It doesn't matter. Like, or if not, you look at your phone consistently, like majority of the people do and ask a question to Google. You don't have to really know what you're looking for. If you have a question, why don't you just search it? The internet's wonderful. And even if, but you just have to really deep dive in there, kind of source out different pages. Don't just go to the first one or if not click a few ones in the first one, kind of like generate your own opinion and go based off of that. Yeah. That's what I would say. And that's like, and that's the, I, I read a, I read a book that talked about this thing called uh, cognitive dissonance, where it's like, um, if we're faced with a, a major change, Sometimes what our, our brain does is we tend to fight against it or we yeah. get angry at the change and we reject it completely. So, um, you know, with everything changing, changing uh, in the world and in the country, in the economy, make sure to prepare yourself as opposed to trying to fight against it or deny that it's even happening. You know, there's there's people who still think the coronavirus is fake. There's people who. Definitely who believe that um, everything's going to correct itself. And we're, we're in a course to where nothing's ever going to be the same. Nope. And the quicker we accept that and try to adjust to it, the better we will be as opposed to trying to, to fight against it or even get angry at, yeah. you know, everything that's happening. So, Are so really be able to, to really look yourself in the mirror, look at the facts of things and try to adjust, not for your sake, but for your family's sake, for your loved ones, loved one's sake, or if you don't have any kids or, or anyone, you know, close to you for uh, the idea of building generational wealth, you know, setting things up for your kids or the kids in your family. So be flexible with your opinions, your thoughts and your ideas on money, wealth, health, mental health, as you both talked about with, with therapy. Be flexible in everything and really try to better yourself as opposed to being a contrarian and, and, and really understanding or thinking that uh, things will pass or things will correct themselves and get back to like they were because 
it's not. I feel that, dude. I yeah. feel that 100%. And stop being mad with one another. Like, damn. Fuck. Yeah, there's so man. Much, there's so much bad news around there. Like, maybe shut, up, shut the media off for a little bit and enjoy your fucking life. Yeah. Just for real. Like, I, I feel yeah. like every single time I look at the fucking news, there's always something bad. Or and, and even if it's good to me, it's bad. Like or, or whatever. Like you know, like it's always yeah. gonna be like that. But why can't we just be nice to one another? Is what mainly the uh, what it boils down to. Do you be happy and just be nice? Just be nice. For like, sure. Let someone else have an opinion. Let someone else believe what they want to believe. Are they harming you? Are they hurting you? No. Okay. Just have an open mind exactly. and just say okay. Let, or even if you have to agree to disagree do it yep. like what are you going to earn you could potentially have such a valuable friendship with that person if you were just if you had just had an open mind for sure and that's just that's what i agree and i mean well at least to me like that all falls underneath the whole change thing that we have going on right now because we just need to accept change and that is the hardest thing for us to do whether it be a change like a dramatic change in a partner whether it be a dramatic change in finances whether it be a dramatic change in just like i don't know just your, just your life in general your job I, whatever the case may be like it's if it happens it's okay to be sad it's okay to 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 have to just not do anything maybe even for a couple of days like yeah. it's normal it's normal it's okay but once you get out of that funk once you get out of that rhythm, you just need to find the tune, build a plan, and know where you're going. And that's really all we're trying to say. So again, um, we thank you guys again for being patient with our episode. Um, changes are hard, but really look deep in the mirror and look at 2020 as you're looking at your Spotify year in review. As you listen to that music, like I correlate most of my music in that year in review, I look at it as like the moment I listen to that song, I know it's like a timestamp in the year. Mm. So even if you have to listen to your music, it'll trigger that moment or whatever. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but nonetheless, look at your year in review, analyze it. Look at what happened in March, analyze your situation. If you were good, how do you make it better? If you are struggling, how do you get better? What did I do wrong? Did I, did I do anything wrong? Or what can I do different? What can I change? What habits did I have? What, all that stuff, build a plan and be, and, and stick to it. And the most important thing is have patience. For sure. Yeah. So again, we thank you guys for your patience. Thank you for sticking with us. We're glad you're still here with us. And this was a deep one. I really felt this one. We are, life happened to us again. We apologize for the delay. We are going to be posting our portfolio updates. Like Raul had just mentioned, he's part of us. He's part of the mental wealth. And we're going to be posting updates on our portfolio. We invested $100 into Weeble. Follow us on mentalwealth.show on our website, sign up. You'll get the episode first. And after today, after today's episode, whenever it is that you hear it, every single Saturday, you're going to be getting an episode. And that's that. And it's all a part of building the plan. And it's all a part of building the right habits. And I mean, <laughs> I have nothing else to say, but, you know, we hope you guys or I, you know, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day, night morning whenever you're listening to this podcast and just think to yourself how can how can you make the adjustment how can you better yourself how can you better your situation and how can you be kind how can you be kinder to somebody or just change something within yourself and believe me that energy will only go back to you for sure absolutely absolutely Oh, and make sure that you tell us your stories on how you're handling this pandemic, how everything has changed for you, how you're adjusting to it. We want to hear from you guys. Um, even if it's bad, we still want to hear. We are completely understanding, compassionate and loving. So we're coming at you from a place of, of love, compassion and understanding. We want to help. So, yeah, we want to hear about you guys' stories. Feel free to DM us uh, right on our, our website as well. Send us emails. Post on our social media, 
comment on our social media. We want to hear from you guys on how you're dealing with this pandemic and, you know, how you're trying to better yourself. Exactly. And that, and that social media handle would be Mental Wealth Show. Um, you can get all the information on there. Of course, like we said, we just all of us invested a hundred dollars. I believe Dario is just um, he's waiting on his deposit to clear through. Yep. Uh, but nonetheless, we already have our own investments. Um, again, we're not financial advisors or anything like that. All we're doing is documenting and sharing the journey with you folks. And that's all we want to do is just share the journey with you folks. Just be honest. And again, thank you again for being patient and have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day, wherever you're at. Have a good one, guys. Peace.